Comparison and envy are ripe in our culture. And with the ability to compare your life to thousands of individuals with a click of a button, it can be tough to focus on the path God has set before you. Even with a strong foundation in Christ, we can find ourselves distracted by what others have and what we dream for. The blunt truth is we all have our own race to run and a purpose given to us. Not staying in our lane runs the risk of not completing the path and tasks God has given you. Emily Vermillion, a certified Christian life coach, is passionate about helping women focus on staying in their lane to create a life of success and happiness, not only in God's eyes, but in their own as well. So put on your headphones and take a listen to the truth you need to hear about setting you free and keeping you focused on staying in the lane God has set before you. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it. Keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Hello, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about staying in your lane and focusing on the race that God has set before you. Keyword, you. I am super pumped to have Emily Vermillion on the show with me today, as she is a bit of an expert in this area. Emily is a certified Christian life coach, founder of boldpearls.com, and host of the Thought Vault podcast. She wants people to live with bold intention and faith free of envy and comparison, focusing on their purpose and priorities. So welcome, Emily. So excited to have you to the show. Thank you, Erica. You nailed that whole intention I have behind pretty much everything I've been doing. And that was an awesome intro. I'm excited to be here today. Yay. Yay. So happy to have you. So happy to have you for many, many reasons. And we'll get into that. But I always like to start off by asking the guest to tell us a little bit about themselves and love to hear more about your podcast and then Bold Pearls as well. I am a married mama of two and expecting one on the way. And um, it's so exciting. It's a busy season right now that I'm in in life and trying to embrace all that it's bringing. Um, I started Bold Pearls, gosh, back in 2014, I believe. Uh, And it was just an outlet for me because I was in a corporate position that was draining the soul out of me. And I felt God called me to just share what was on my heart. And I went to school for healthcare management. So writing wasn't something like I was, you know, great at, but I just started putting myself out there and sharing about what was on my heart, what God was having me walk through in that season. And it became just a passion project. That kind of evolved over the years. um, And after a lot of prayerful, just seeking God's guidance on what He wanted out of my life, I completely shifted everything I had been doing. I left corporate world, restructured my life to use like a business term. I became a certified Christian life coach and 
part of just through that journey was just falling in love with podcasts. And podcasts are just, I just love them. They're just so kind of addicting and fun. And I just had it on my heart, like, hmm, maybe I should start my own. And so the Thought Vault is just a faith-based personal development podcast, if I could just sum it up. Um, and that's been just a, another, again, passion project of mine. And that's just kind of what's been going on. So day to day, I'm just trying to manage all these different hats I'm wearing. Um, I, I'm the primary caretaker of my kids in our home. So I'm with them all day and working from home. Yeah, that's kind of just what's been going on in my, my side of the world. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot yeah. going on for you. <laughs> not a lot, but good things. Good things yes. that God's called you to. That's amazing. Awesome. Like I said in the intro, you are all about living boldly in your faith and career or whatever course really God has set before you. Mm -hmm. And you are very passionate about telling women to stay in their lane, which can sound a little harsh, yes. but you have very good reasons for this. So why do you encourage women to stay in their lane? And then what do you actually mean when you're saying stay in your lane? Well, I just feel like this is such an imperative message that was kind of on my heart because it was something I was walking through. It's something that I've been praying over um, my life, especially in, in how seasons ebb and flow. And as a coach and seeing what my clients are facing, it just became very apparent that this is no surprise to us, but we're more connected than we've ever been in history to the outside world, to people you know, that we would never otherwise know about through social media. And not that social media is the end-all be-all to life, but statistics show it's a huge part of most people's life. And we spend so much time on it. And even in the context of today, having us walk through all we've walked through with the pandemic and stuff the last, you know, almost year and a half now, mm -hmm. The stats have even shown a huge uptick in the use of social media, huge. And studies have been coming out for years now saying how addictive it is. It's more addictive than some very addictive drugs that we all know about and the power that they have over our mind and bodies. And to not put such a black cloud on it, but social media can be that. It can be a very dark hold on our heart because it keeps us in a state of perpetual comparison. And we're in a society that is very competitive. We've become more and more self-preserving, meaning we're more focused on ourselves individually than ever before. We're not in a society as it's been in the past where we rely on our neighbors and our family and the community around us to help us live our lives. We're very autonomous. We have cars that take us everywhere. We live in our individual places. And we're very autonomous in our world. Some people will go living in a neighborhood for 10 years and not know the neighbor across the street's name, mm -hmm. for instance. So we're all just very um, focused on ourselves. And what I find though, is instead of us being authentic to ourselves and who God created us individually to be, we're continually trying to measure ourselves up to what's going on around us, who's around us what we're seeing on social media. And I'm not saying anything new. We know that people decide what they put out on social media. So what we see about someone's life really requires us to fill in a lot of blanks. And most of the time, we think that their situation is so much better than our own. Or we're trying to figure out, well, how did they get that? And I don't. Or maybe that's what I should be doing because they seem super happy. 
And I think in more recent times, because so many people are spending so much time, you keep hearing this word authentic and we're calling people out to be more authentic because I think there is starting to become a lens of seeing that everything's not perfect, (laughs) but it's still hard for us to not want to be like other people that we think have a great life or a great circumstance. And so for me, the staying in my own lane has been on my heart for myself because you start to pick up the habits of other people or trying to set goals that other people have achieved for yourself. And they're totally mismatched with what God intended for you. And so you're like striving behind this goal and you're probably getting extremely drained from it because it's not really matching who you are, who God created you uniquely to be. And we're just left feeling very disenchanted with our circumstances. And that's sad because God has given us an abundant life um, and to live abundantly in Him. And I feel like a lot of people are missing that mark a bit. And so that's kind of been the back story to this message of staying in your own lane. Hmm. So good. On that point, in one of your podcasts that I just really, really love, you you talk about staying in your lane as well. And that's why I wanted to have you on talking about this on the Faith Inspired Podcast. But you said that success really is subjective. And I've learned that so much in my career and my life. And it's really been, you know, every year I learn it a little bit more about, you know, what success or happiness really means to me personally, where I used to rely so much on the world and so much on like social media of what that looks like. And I think, you know, it's hard not to do that. I still do that. I see women who, you know, just like you who are doing podcasts or other entrepreneurs who are out there doing things. And I, and I start comparing myself and I can start comparing, you know, where I'm at in my life. And, um, I think that's just, it's, it's really, really, really tough, but I think it's all about realigning your priorities and understanding what your priorities are, because, you know, as I have gotten older, I've realized that I don't want that corporate career. Not that there's anything wrong. I know on, on my podcast specifically, we always like shy away from the corporate career, but some women are like built for a corporate career. And I think that's fabulous. But for me, I realized like that wasn't, I always envisioned like I would be CEO one day or be CMO one day. And that wasn't really the lane that God had put before me. And, um, not comparing myself to women who are still achieving that when I see them on LinkedIn or Instagram or social media, understanding that my happiness is much different than theirs and that the worldly view is just not a view of the happiness that like I want to achieve right now. And I did hear that um, recently that contentment and satisfaction come from four things, which is faith, family, friends, and work. But you actually get to decide like what those buckets look like. Those may be like the, the four main ones that they've, you know, done studies to determine like the happiness. But like within those buckets, you get to decide what the heck that looks like for you. So how have you seen success differ? And like, have you seen any like main characteristics, you know, that truly set those content clients that you have, like apart from the rest of the individuals like myself who who may be striving for a worldly view? I love this question. And your awareness about it kind of speaks exactly to what I'm going to share because um, what I've seen, you know, we all have those people in our lives that you always know that when you see them, they're going to be like, happy and just 
they just make you feel good to be around them. And they exude this just contentment in themselves and peace in themselves that kind of rolls off onto you when you're around them. You're like, gosh, they're just, I, I have several people like that in my life. And I always leave and think, gosh, they're just so like confident in who mm-hmm. they are. And they're just not worried about a bunch of ancillary things. And what I've seen in clients of mine who get to this point or who maybe come to me already at this place, um, but most of them are working to this place. And what I see has been such a key element to achieving this um, really goes back to asking yourself, what does success look like for me? And you alluded to that, like, what is our definition? Everyone has their own definition. And this may seem like a simple task to ask yourself, like, what does success mean to me? But it is very layered because it's become a nurtured situation that we've had even down to childhood. Like I've seen clients work through like what their parents, what their example of success was and having living up to this expectation or assumption that this is what success looks like. Um, We've all been nurtured differently through our experiences and how we were raised and everything that's happened to us up until, you know, X point in our life. And the biggest thing we can do is really peel back the layers to how God created us. And so we're all different. We're all passionate about different things. We all light up about different experiences and different, we all have different skill sets. So what I find are people that are the most discontent are the ones that have misaligned themselves with who they uniquely were created to be in God's image. And it takes a lot of self-awareness. And so it becomes a job of really understanding what do you value? What do you value? And the key difference in a person being content or not content is they don't know. They may have an idea Mm -hmm. of what they value, but when they really get down to like the specifics of it, they're like, they've created an image of who they want to be or who they think they should be or, or what they should value. But what is truly in their heart is is not a part of their daily life. And so if you're getting up every day and you've created this circumstance, I like to call things circumstances because we can always change circumstances. They've created this circumstance of their life for themselves based on the choices they've made until this point. If it's rooted in things that they don't truly, truly value, they're going to not feel successful because the things that God placed in their heart to be excited over and really um, want to pursue and desire, if those aren't there, part of their daily life, then success is always going to elude them. And so the best work we can do is really understand, and and it can take time. It's going to take a lot of prayer. It's going to take a lot of, to use a a business term, like inventory of yourself (laughs) and really understanding what matters to you to get to that root. And when that happens, when people really do that work and they can see like specifics about themselves that God placed in their heart. And usually you're very right in that it comes down to those types of buckets, like faith, family, friends, career or work or what your main, like a main part of your daily responsibility is. They're usually, the values are tied to like those four things. And when they recognize that, they can let so much go. They can let pressure off and they can really soar in that new found freedom to be themselves 
as God created and intended them to be. Um, so it really, it, it really comes down to doing work, inner work on understanding what does God say about me? What are his truths about me? What makes me happy? What brings me a lot of excitement? And um, trying to marry that with what they're choosing to do in their daily life. Um, and, and sometimes it's letting go of things that they've worked their whole lives on because it, they just recognize it's not, it's not really what they were meant or intended to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard work, but it's good work. Yeah, totally. Really hard work. And I know that from experience, as you were saying that, I was thinking, I used to be really heavily involved in some professional organizations and I was chair of these organizations and I loved it. I really, really did love it. And I had the opportunity to just locally be on the news and be in a magazine and have these experiences. And that is when it really dawned on me that it was like, one, there are people in the world who still know nothing about me. You know, I'm I'm feeling like all this pride and these accolades being a part of these organizations. And I was like, someone in Asia is never going to know who (laughs) Erica is. And that was like a realization that was good for like my, my ego of like, okay, these are all wonderful. But at the end of the day, you know, does it really matter? And then I also didn't feel fulfilled at the end of it. And I, I look back and I, again, I loved these organizations and I love the the women and the individuals that I was a part of. But now when I look at my life, like that I'm currently in, there is probably only like one or two women that I actually still connect with out of the hundreds of individuals that I met throughout those five or six years that I was really heavily involved in these professional organizations. And so it just made me think, it was a good good point to make me think about like, okay, what do I really value? Is it this quote unquote, like fame, wasn't famous, but you know, I was doing some really cool things that people would look at like, oh my gosh, Erica's on the news. She's in a magazine, like all these things where for me, I was like, that's, that's just not doing it for me. And so then I had to sit down and really think and evaluate like, okay, what does do it for me in those four buckets? Like, I think you can, you can organize those buckets in the way you want to. And obviously I think for, for most of the individuals who are listening to this, faith would come first and then probably like family and those other things. But, you know, you can organize those buckets in the way you want to, but then you can also organize what's in those buckets as well, the way that you want to. And I think that's just so beautiful. Like you said, like the values. It's all about what you value and taking the time to realize like what you value, not what the world values, not what your friends on Facebook or acquaintances on Instagram, whoever, or celebrities may value. That doesn't have to be what you value. You can find total peace and enjoyment. I mean, sometimes I think like if I got off the grid, I would probably be super happy. Yes. Yes. Like, and I, you can't do that really in today's world. And especially like me being a marketer, you like with your, your life coach, I can't really do that. But I was like, man, I would probably still be like super happy if I just like did a nine to five job and came home and was mom and like did all these things. Or even if I was a stay at home mom, like I could find ways to be totally happy with just my, my family and my neighbors and that's it, you know? And I think that might be, um, and that's not for everybody, but that might be something like, as you get older, you, you think these things, but I think there's such like, when you had said, when your clients figure out like what they really value, I like when you're saying that I felt like the weight lift off my shoulders because yes. I've been there before where it was just that like epiphany realization of like, whoa, like I don't have to do this just mm-hmm. through, you know, like this isn't the life that one, you know, after prayer, like God really has set before me. And then that's 
you know, that, that pressure is off or it's like, okay, I don't, I don't have to strive for things that like aren't really in my path. Exactly. Which, you know, I can focus on the lane he set before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Love that. Love I that. I love it. <laughs> so I want to go back to something um, that you had said in your Staying in Your Lane podcast because I really loved it and I had never heard of it put this way before. So we're, you know, we're talking about comparison and envy and staying in our lane. And, you know, we see everybody's highlight reels. And although people are becoming more authentic, they're not most, I mean, I've seen a little bit, but they're not like crying <laughs> on social media. They're not really like showing you their their worst day. And so yeah. they really are showing the best of their worst if they are being authentic. Yes. <laughs> so we're seeing people's <laughs> highlight reels, you know, no matter like what level they're they're on right now. And um, I think you had mentioned like in the Bible, you know, there's highlight reels as well that we as women especially compare ourselves to. And one of them being the Proverbs 31 women, woman. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's it's a beautiful, you know, Proverbs is just, it's beautiful in general, but I think we see her in a different light and we compare ourselves to her in a certain way where you had kind of flipped it a little bit. And it really just opened my eyes up to like who who she was and the things that she dealt with, but like how she dealt with them. So I'd love for you to go in that and explain it to listeners who haven't had a chance to listen to your podcast. Well, I love, um, I love referencing scripture for things that I'm dealing with in life. Uh, and we know the Bible is living and it's always, um, it's never changing. And so it applies at any point to anyone going through anything. And the Proverbs 31 woman stuck out to me a lot. And even in past seasons, when I was trying to do all the things, because culture has kind of propped her up to be this perfect example of women can have it all. Like we can do it all. And, you know, what does that really mean? A lot of times we hear about the Proverbs 31 and think that the Proverbs 31 woman and think, gosh, like I should be doing it all. I should have a husband, have kids, have a home, host people, have businesses, be successful, like all of this. And even without us knowing, it puts this expectation on us that really I can do it all. God respects that. You know, if I have all the balls going in the air and I'm perfect at it, he's going to bless us for that. He's going to hold, he, in our minds, I think a lot of times we think God holds all of those things that she's doing at equal weight you know, our business, our home, our children. And it it kind of puts into our mind that there's like, like no hierarchy, like everything can be done at perfect level at the highest of level. Like it's a, it's possible because there's this image that society has, in my opinion, has twisted to make us feel like life requires no sacrifice. And that to me is missing the mark by a long shot, because if you read the Bible, like I've read the Bible there's like nothing but sacrifice in there. People are sacrificing everything to live for Christ. And so this was like a contradictory image that she didn't have to sacrifice anything. She didn't have to sacrifice her job, her home, her marriage, her kids. Everything she did turned to gold because she was great at it and she was able to handle it all. And so, wow, that is a huge expectation because I don't know about you all, but I drop the ball a lot and I'm constantly <laughs> having to like outweigh things. Like, can I let this slide right now? Because I really need to put the energy into this. That is a daily, hourly mm-hmm. conversation in my head. Like, I, I can't get to this right now. I have to focus on this. I, I quite impossibly could hold all these balls at equal height and, and juggle them perfectly. And so 
if you really get down to it and you really and like read Proverbs, we realize that King Lamuel, and I, I kind of I have a hard time pronouncing his name, but King Lamuel is talking about his mom. And he's reflecting on the fact that every area of her life and her unique circumstances, she represents the nature of Christ. The story isn't necessarily that she did all these things. It's that, wow, everything that was set before her, everything that was put in her lane, she stewarded it in the likeness of Christ. She, she stewarded it well. It wasn't look at everything she did. She was perfect. She, she handled everything all the time. It was more of a depiction of her likeness in Christ and her ability to put forth a Christ-like effort towards the things that God has put before her. She was intentional with her time. It mentions that she stays up late. She rises early. She does not eat the bread of idleness. I absolutely love that imagery because it basically means she was not wallowing. She was not wallowing in discontent of jealousy or comparison. She wasn't focused on being all that society wanted for her. She was living very disciplined. She was focused on what God placed in front of her to do something with it well. And Christ was at the center of her efforts. It wasn't that she saw these other ladies having these businesses. Oh, I can go compete with them and have my own business. It wasn't she was seeing what these ladies were, what type of events they were hosting at their homes. Oh, I'm going to host those events at our homes. It was just when she was presented with something, she did her best at it. and. Her best could be someone's like worst. But the point here is that she just tried her best and she represented herself in a Christ-like manner towards each thing that God put before her. She took care of her home. She was given opportunities like to buy a field, for instance, and, and, and put the seed in the ground. She worked. I mean, it tells you she didn't eat the bread of idleness. She didn't just get handed things and it just, was like magic or something. It's like she put in this Christ-like work into what was put before her. And that for me, reading it and like having this full circle moment was just an epiphany for me because it was like, we really don't know, like it, it lists out all the things that she did, but we actually don't know the exact timeline. Like we don't know when she got the field, mm-hmm. when she was sewing the garments, mm-hmm. when she was being a great mom, when she was, you know, taking care of her home. We don't know exactly like how that was playing out. I imagine they were different seasons. And for me, that was like, wow, you know, my focus should be, what does God have before me in my life? Like, today, right now? And how can I show up like Christ and respond to it? You know, not wallowing, not scrolling social media, not being consumed by should have, would have, could have, why don't I have? Being just focused on being present, giving attention to what needs attention right now from me. And one thing I can just implore to everyone listening is that that is going to be forever changing. We have to be okay with not, I use the phrase like white knuckle grip things um, that aren't intended for us to have right now in our grasp. And that goes back to the conversation Eric and I were just saying about knowing your values. And so we're kind of having to reevaluate those season by season. And our values are really the core of our heart. So those don't necessarily change, but how we're prioritizing them in our day-to-day life, what we're using to help those values 
come out in our life are going to change. So it may be a job. It may be that you're a mom in this season. It may be that you've got to focus on building this ministry or whatever might be in your path, your job, your career. It's going to be evident what God needs you to steward because other things are going to feel impossible for lack of a better description. We're going to know in our gut, like, I I don't have the bandwidth to do that right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We need to listen to those feelings and those hesitations. It doesn't mean something has to go away forever, but I think it just means we have to give attention to it and pray over it. Like, God, how do you want me to deal with this particular area of my life? And so when I started seeing that in the Proverbs 31 and seeing that she was just doing God's work, no matter what it was put in front of her, that was freeing to me because I thought, okay, well, I know what God has right in front of me right now. Like I'm a mom to two toddlers. (laughs) That definitely has to like take a priority right now. And I can do that. Like I have the ability to give that the focus it needs to be right now. Like they need my attention. I'm aware of that every moment of the day. And, you know, and me trying to juggle a bunch of other things was making me a very discontent mother for one example. And so we have to, we have to be mindful of that and, and be understanding of what God has put in front of us and what really needs our attention right now. And so uh, for me, trying to break down that image of this woman that has to sacrifice nothing, it was just like an epiphany. No, that's not true. Like sacrifice is part of our Christian walk, period. And you're mm-hmm. not going to have it all perfectly balanced at all times and doing all things at your 120%, right? So we have to be mindful of that. Oh, I just love that so much. Honestly, it was just like, boom, (laughs) light bulb went off, epiphany. And it totally goes into the conversation that we had prior to recording where just, you know, right now you and I, and I'll spill the beans, I'm expecting as well. And actually Emily (laughs) and I are day apart (laughs) on our due date. So, (laughs) which is super, super exciting. But both of us really had a tough, tough first trimester that just challenged us in so many ways. And still now moving forward, being moms of toddlers, you know, I have one, she's two, um, and just trying to figure out like what God has before us now moving forward, you know, we're both kind of in this trying to figure out like what God wants us to steward because we both have these wonderful companies and and other responsibilities in our life and trying to realize like, okay, God, like where do you want us to put anything down? What is it that you want us to put down? What do you want us to focus on? And then at that same time, we have that internal burden of, well, I started this and I, I can't put it down. Or, you know, um, even though, you know, we're against fighting what the world says, it's still in the back of our head ingrained in us that like, well, you know, what are other people going to think? Or, you know, I was trained like not to do that, or I don't want to give up and really taking time to be prayerful and like leave it at God's feet and just say like, you know, Jesus, like, what do you what do you want me to focus on right now? Because like you said, the Proverbs 31 woman probably didn't do it all, all at the same time. There are times where God calls us to do that, where, you know, there are times where you, you have to do it all and then you need to really, really lean on him. But there are other times where he asks you to um, sacrifice in ways of kind of letting things down um, that might boost up your pride a little bit because you're doing so much and it makes you feel good that he's asking you to lay it down so you can focus and really sacrifice for for others and, and for his glory. And so, yeah, I just, yeah, I love how you flip that because it's just really something that I need in my life 
right now specifically, just trying to figure out, you know, how, how to juggle it all and really what, um, not juggle it all, and what I can do during this time of hormones and figuring out like what, you know, what life may be in the future. Yes, exactly. And I think that's the key to it because if we're not being mindful or, or intentional with planning our, our time and, and recognize what we're going through, we're going to be caught up in just a figment of a life that we thought we wanted. And it can be crushing to realize, no, like this doesn't fit right now. And, um, but that's okay. Because what I found is as I've learned to just surrender things to God, it may be hard, but man, when you finally make the choice to say, I'm giving this up to be in your control, I cannot hold this anymore by myself. I think we we find ourselves, even as believers, knowing that God is in control, we still feel like we're in control of things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the the mindset we get in with certain parts of our life. It's like some things I can let God have full control over. Some things I'm co-managing with Him. Mm -hmm. Some things I just haven't even given over to Him because I'm not ready to. Um, So I think where we find a lot of, to go back to our conversation about success and contentment is knowing that God is in all of it across the board. Mm -hmm. And at any time where we're lacking or we are, you know, can't uphold the standard that maybe we've created for ourselves. God is here. He's alongside of us. We can let things go and it will be okay for just a very mm-hmm. simple explanation. Like it will be okay. And um, another trick I like to use sometimes, you know, there's some things that we're doing and we can just simply ask ourselves, is this going to matter in five years? Is this going to matter in five months? Is this going to matter in one year? And that can kind of put in perspective, like, what is this worth right now? Mm-hmm. And that's an easy tool to use to just help you kind of rein some things in and get a better handle on what God has put in your lane for you to steward right now. Um, because some things can wait. Some things can honestly wait. Some things aren't intended for us at all. And when we do the value work, we can see like, this was something I picked up from someone else. Like, I, I need to lay this down because it's not part of my story or or in my lane. And, um, you know, life's a journey and we're going to have, we just have to be, uh, I think cognizant of what God is doing in, in our lives and not be consumed with how we've been trained, what our expectations are and how we've been living in a world of comparison. And it's kind of something we have to continually reevaluate. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he'll, he'll ask you to put down things that you even value at this time that yes. really do like fit within exactly your lane and what, you know, you, you know, in your heart that he's leading you down that path, but he might ask you to put it down for a month or a year or whatever it is, because what he has for you, like you either need to learn during that period of time to set you up to do something or like, it just can't have movement for right now because the action needs to be done, you know, a year or months from now, whatever it is. And you, we just don't know that. And I see that like my, my husband, he just got a new job and he's been searching for like a year and a half for it. And 
you know, it was really frustrating for him, super frustrating. But then he went to um, coffee with them. He'll start next week and he went to coffee with them. And all four of them that were sitting at the table were Christians and talking. And they went to the three, uh, he didn't go to the Christian college, but the other three men did. And it was like, God had that, like he was yearning for a job where he could share his faith, share his beliefs, you know, share like just the same types of values with individuals. Cause he hasn't really gotten that in his past two jobs. And, you know, if he had just taken a job within the past year and a half, like he wouldn't have been able to now go into this new position where he has really strong men that are going to support him professionally and personally, which is amazing. So like you just, it's so cliche and we say it all the time, but it is all in God's timing and we just don't get it and we don't understand it until that moment actually happens. And so we just have to have, we just have to have that faith that it's going to happen, which it's sucks when you're in it. It really yes, like, it, it does. And it doesn't feel good. And it, you want to fight it. At least I do like kicking and screaming. And it's like, it just, it all makes sense in the end. And yeah, cliche it is, is it's so true. 100% true. It is. And I love that point you make because sometimes it does require us to put things down that we do value. Um, because yeah, it's not for such a time as this right now. And mm-hmm. that's a hard truth to bear, but it's one that if we are seeking God first, it's going to become apparent. And sometimes the only solace is knowing like this is in God's timing and you can continue to pray over it and thinking about it and all of that stuff. But sometimes, yeah, for, for a season, there's no action behind that and that's okay. And I think Sometimes we have to remind ourselves that it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes with the way things are set up um, because God's preparing us. And we don't know until that time comes just what all this backstory has been to get us to that point. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes that's the truth I hold on to. Like, I don't know what's coming, but I know that something is. <laughs> and that can be a solace for that time of waiting. And so I just love what you just said. And it's, it's so pointed to what we're talking about today, because that's an important part. Sometimes we do have to let things go that we know are part of our calling, our purpose, our journey here. And, and that is, that's normal. It's normal to have to lay some things down for a season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always feel good, but in the end, it will. Yes. <laughs> In the end, it'll all make sense. So um, any other thoughts or advice that you have for the listeners when it comes to just really focusing and staying in their lane, you know, it, it, ignoring other people's highlight reels, ignoring their paths, because, you know, we all have our own purpose. And I think that's an overdone word nowadays in our society as well, but it really does. Like God has, you know, even if it's down to like you inspiring one person, you know, he has different purpose for you every single day of your life. We don't realize that the little things that we do, you know, you just smiling at somebody walking down the street yes. could be a huge like deal breaker for them. You know, they might be having a bad day or thinking of something that just isn't good. And you just acknowledging them as a human being, you know, might change their day. So little things. So there are little, we all have our own purpose and we all have our own lane down to these little details that we just don't understand. So, you know, any other advice that you have for the listeners on like staying in your own lane, focusing on your path and what God has set before you? Yeah. So down to just practical terms, but I do want to mention the one thing, like you saying the smile, I always like equate it to a ripple effect. We never know what our ripple effect is going to be. And just like you said, it could be a simple smile. It could be telling 
um, the person checking you out at the store, I hope you have a fantastic day. You know, you just don't know what the ripple effect of your life is going to be. Oftentimes we think the story centers around us and what we're going to accomplish. But there's countless examples of it's not any, like you may be no one, quote unquote, to like the world, but you may be setting someone else up for a huge impact. And that might be the purpose you have. So I just want to encourage people in that. And then when it comes to practical tips of staying in your own lane, one thing, this is so like, you may expect me to say this, but truly like have some barriers and boundaries for your time on social media. Understand what you're consuming most during the day. Is it negative? Is it negative or is it positive? What type of music are you listening to daily? How much news are you watching? How much um, are you spending on your computer answering emails? Like be mindful of how much you're consuming and what you're consuming. Because I know for me, when I've been in a season of just kind of like darkness or uh, just in a funk, I can recognize like, wow, I've been like consuming a lot of like mindless TV or, you know, I've had the news on and that's getting me ramped up and I just need to like cut back from the news or I have definitely had too much screen time iPhones have a nifty little tool of telling you how much time (laughs) you spend on your screens. And that can be so eye-opening. Yes. Sometimes it's like hard boundaries, like delete the app, only have it on your phone on the weekends or the opposite, delete your phone on the weekends so you're present in your life. Um, Some of those like simple things, you will be amazed at how it impacts your con- like your consciousness of how you're walking throughout your day. Um, some people, and this doesn't, I don't want this to come off mean, but some people are can be triggers for you where mm-hmm. you see their stuff and you're like, it's just an immediate like punch to the gut or stab in the heart. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like I why does that happen to her? Why is that? <laughs> like, it's just inevitable. We have flesh, guys. We're all, you know, are battling our own flesh daily. So if there is a trigger that you have, whether it's a show you watch, a channel that's on the TV, if it's a person on your social media, you have control to block that. You have control to not see that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's not out of malice or anything like that other than just being aware of how to protect your heart and protect your mindset. Um, Because to begin with, when we're being conscious of this type of work, getting down to what what do we value, um, what's important to us, we have to protect that a little bit because it's going <laughs> to feel uncomfortable at first to like address these issues. So part of establishing a new habit is creating an environment where that habit can succeed. So if it's deleting an, an entire app off your phone, do it. Like the amount of freedom and headspace and margin you're going to get in your heart and in your mind yes. will be and you will have so much more gratitude for just being where you're at. Like you mentioned earlier, like I always think of that. If I just lived off the grid, no internet, (laughs) like no TV, what would I feel like day to day if Mm -hmm. I was just with my family? And to me, I like sit back and be like, it would be completely enough. Like I would literally not need anything else, you know? And wow, like what does that say about what I value and what should be in place? in certain parts of my days that I'm giving up to devices or a job that doesn't align with my heart or just whatever it might be that you're facing today. So take some practical steps to putting some boundaries up, healthy boundaries and and being intentional about 
taking control of those elements and, and blocking those people or taking that stuff off your computer, like whatever it might be, do that because it, it truly will make a big difference. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Really is amazing. And I did a little a fruit snack and I can't remember what episode it was, but it was around social media and a lot of those points that you were talking about. And it brought to my mind, there is there was a, one woman who I just, I love dearly. She is the sweetest, sweetest woman, just fantastic. But she does have this life that like, you you want you really do like you want it and i and i had to end up unfollowing her because it started bringing up these feelings of envy and comparison exactly and, and i would feel bad about myself and, and nothing to do with her like actually as a person because she's amazing like she seriously is this amazing woman but the way it made me feel wasn't good and it wasn't Christ-like. So I just unfollowed. And yeah, you know, she she attends my church. And when I see her, you know, we like we talk and it's all friendly and everything. But and I don't, she doesn't know that I unfollowed her. But yeah. you know, I had to do that to protect my heart and protect exactly. my focus and my purpose and stay in my lane. And I have no hard feelings towards her whatsoever. It was just like, okay, Lord, you don't want these feelings in me. And I know that. And I can still be praying for her and good things to happen with her and her yes. family, but I need to focus on my family and what you've put before me. So totally encourage individuals. Yeah. And it's part of our responsibility for ourselves to do that. Like it's part of our responsibility to guard our heart and and stuff. So um, that's important work. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything other than you just taking responsibility for what you're dealing with and what your walk is right now with Christ. So I love that example. And I've done the same thing. There's been numerous um, accounts that I've had to not follow or, shows I just don't watch or like mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And that's okay because I'm taking responsibility for trying to stay focused on God's intention for me right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so wonderful to chat with you, Emily. I know, Honestly, I love just this conversation. So, yeah, <laughs> so good. So, so good for so many reasons. And just, yeah. I mean, if you just set it up right and you really focus on your values and you really trim, I hate to say like trim the fat, but trim those areas of your life that like just don't need to be there. Like you really will be set free of that life, you know, Mm -hmm. and you'll be, you know, focused on your path and what God has before you. And just, I can just feel like, as I'm talking about like the weight just being lifted off my shoulders. And I just hope that, you know, those that are listening feel that same way and just start to do those little, little things that'll get you to the life that you you really imagine and that, you know, God has for you. So thank you so much, Emily. And I don't want to miss this. I want to make sure that we have the listeners know how to contact you because you have so many awesome podcast episodes that touch on stuff like this and just many, many other wonderful topics. So tell us, you know, where they can connect with you on social (laughs) and then, you know, where they can find you with the podcast and then anything else that you might have for an offer, whatever it may be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been such a pleasure to be here today. I absolutely love this conversation. It's always healing to my heart to talk about these things because inevitably it speaks to something I'm walking through or have walked through recently. Um, So yeah, you can get to a lot of my stuff just by going to my website, boldpearls.com. There's a link there to my podcast, The Thought Vault. It's on all podcast platforms. So you can find it there just by searching the name. Um, I have a few eBooks that are available. You can just go to boldpearls.com forward slash resources. And there's a link to that on my website just for some of those. And then I also have a private Facebook community and I'm going to be starting up some fun stuff in there uh, coming up and it's free. It's you know no charge, but if you just go to boldpearls.com forward slash insiders, it'll take you the link to that um, private Facebook community. 
On social, on Instagram, that's where I'm most active. If you just go to buy Emily Vermillion, you'll find me or just type in my name and you'll find me there. So I would love to connect on Instagram with you all too. Awesome. Again, thank you so, so, so very much. Loved having you on today. And then um, hopefully we'll have you on again because I know you have so many other good nuggets to talk about as well. So thank you. Would love that. Thank you. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Filling up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.